This episode is brought to you in part by Visions Federal Credit Union, a proud supporter of The People Chronicles, a community storytelling project managed by Humanity Works 2, a 501c3. Visions Federal Credit Union, money matters to people, people matter to us. Visionsfcu.org and Queen City Restaurant, where good friends meet for good food. QueenCityReading.com. Hello and welcome to the People Chronicle Storied Women. My name is Anna Rosengara Milch and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Now, Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's life, by sharing her story, impacted another woman. So, to, so we bring women from our community to share their story, so hopefully that we can make an impact as well. And today, my very special guest is Wendy Kirshner. Hi, Wendy. Hello there. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I was going to try to beat you to that. That's okay. You're always <laughs> trying to beat me to everything. <laughs> so the first question that we ask every woman who sits beside me is, what is it that you want the takeaway to be from our little chat today? We're going to talk about 10 minutes. All right. Well, we'll get to the meat of, I guess, why I'm here in a bit. Um, but I think my takeaway would be, uh, based on the story we're going to tell today, is that uh, you have to treat your body um, kind of like you do your car maintenance, which is you, you get an oil change and you get it inspected and you take care of it and you know those kind of things and you have to do the same thing with your body and you have to have regular maintenance with your body as well. I think you're, that's I mean, my takeaway. I, I, I think that's great. I mean, I think it's something that we, we have to be reminded of, you know, I mean, we do. And especially as women, we're always, we're taking care of other people all the time, you know, sure. and we're making sure everything goes well for our children and our home and our, you know, and, and everybody around us. And sometimes we neglect ourselves, you know, but in your case, I mean, in many cases, I should say, but specifically in your case, it was your diligence was very important. And can you share that with us? Sure. So, you know, Basically, the bottom line is I had a diagnosis of breast cancer. Um, it was stage zero, so as I tell people, sometimes I feel like I don't deserve the attention for breast cancer because it was, um, wasn't advanced. But at the same time, it goes back to my point that if I, because I had regular mammograms, as they suggested after age 40, that's when it was caught. Um, so, so you have no history in your family? No history in my family, and I did have a genetic testing because I was under age 45 when I was diagnosed, and there's no, I have no genetic um, determinant for any kind of breast cancer. So yeah, just a one-off. Which, you know, to be honest with you, when I went through the whole process and, you know, from start to finish and all the testing that they do, they did this calculation and they're like, well, you only have an 8% of even having breast cancer or something, some low ridiculous percentage. Mm -hmm. So that felt pretty good. But then when you got the phone call that said, no, actually it is breast cancer, then it's like, wow, I suppose it only be 8% chance, but I was that 8%er. Wow. So, so what, what goes through your head when you get that phone call? It says, "Well, I can't say it on the camera." <laughs> sure, I think it's I my show. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I think every step of the way was like, "Oh, geez!" Like, so after you have, after I had my mammogram, they said they took me in a room similar to this where they said, "Oh, so have when a you seat. say, so uh, you you have your mammogram, how old yeah. are you at this time? How how long ago was it? Yeah, well, was how old were you when you? Oh, forty four. So 44. almost one year to the date." Kind of when it happened before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you had been getting mammograms since you were 40? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And every year it's negative, negative, negative. Sure. Yeah. And then at 44, and they say, they we say, see we'll something. Come, yeah. And they say, why don't you just have a seat? A doctor is going to come talk to you. And I thought, well, doctor never talked to me before. Like, yeah. what's this about? So, of course, then your mind starts going zoom, zoom, zoom. Right. And this doctor comes and in. And you're all by yourself? Yeah. 
Advice. I so, think most women go to the yeah. mammogram yeah. appointments by themselves. But yeah. yeah, so sitting there with this doctor, I don't know, and um, he says, you know, it could be something, it could be nothing. We could let it go, we could wait, or we could, you know, go to the next step, which would be like a biopsy. And yeah, let's go to the next step. Like I'm not letting something in me for another year to see sure it is or it isn't. Um, so then you go to the next step, which is okay. Um, they take this needle in the side and they take a, a sampling out. And so then, you know, you have to wait for that. So it's a lot of waiting. Mm -hmm. So then you wait for that to come back and they're like, yes, it was positive. But now we have to test it to see if it's like, a, if it's this kind of cancer or if it's that kind of cancer. And if it's this kind of cancer, well, then that's actually good because then it'll be receptive to tamoxifen, which is one of the Pills. drugs they gave you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they tested it and they're like, yes. And then the day after Christmas of last year, um, that's when I had to have the um, lumpectomy. So went through that, and that was some things like they try to tell you everything, and I think people overwhelm you with information, but I was like, there's some things that I didn't realize was gonna happen. Um, so I'm not sure how intimate we wanna get, but one of the things that no one told me was that it was, you know when you drink too much water and you make your belly go in and out and then you hear that squishing sound? Yeah. <laughs> that happened in my breast. And I was like, what is that sound? And I asked them and they said, well, it's actually like your body puts fluids in the cavity where they removed the tissue. And that went away after a while, but like that's one of the weird things no one told me yeah, to expect. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit of a recovery period there. And again, they said that it was the good kind of cancer because it was receptive to tamoxifen. So, but every step of the way was kind of like, I told my family, I said, we're not gonna worry until we have something to worry about. So I have an 8% chance of having it. Hmm, I have it. I'm still not gonna worry until I have something to worry about. Yes, it is then cancer. Yes, it is the next kind, but it was the good kind. It was stage zero. So I feel like I mentioned a little bit earlier um, privately with you is I feel a little bit like a cancer fraud. And um, I know, uh, I, I hear it from other people that they also feel the same way I do if you're stage zero because stage zero is it didn't go anywhere. It's still in my mammary duct. Yeah. You know, which again, thankfully, going back to that maintenance, treating my body like a car maintenance yeah, yeah. is, you know, important that that you go so you can find these things out ahead of time. And, right. and you can then, it didn't go to a stage one, two or, or onward. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had all my checkups, by the way, all my blood testing and my annual mammogram and, and I'm good. Yeah, that's, so that's so good. News. That's yeah. real good. Good news. timing on the interview yeah, here yeah, to have yeah. that news. Yeah, yeah. That, that, exactly. So what happened when you told the kids? Um, so they were kind of like, um, I have two sons, so they're not dramatic, you know, <laughs> like girls might be yeah. more worried. So they, they were just like stoic, I guess you could say. And like, all right, well, what's the next step? Um, my oldest son who lives in the area, he's like, well, do you need me to take you to any doctor appointments? So I really appreciated that offer. I didn't need that, mm -hmm. but I appreciated that. Um, yeah. My other son's not in the area to, to help me out with that, but that was kind of, I think my husband was more worried than, than I even was. Yeah, I think that was because he, he was like, "What's, what's going on? What's the next step? How's this working out?" Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, okay, so now you, so you take now you'll take tamoxifen for five years. For five years. Yeah. Did, you did no radiation, no chemo. Oh, I did radiation. Oh, you yeah, did radiation. Like almost the whole month of February. It was like sixteen days of February. Um, I can say that's also um, an exercise in humility because you know you just gotta undress in front of a room full of like five people, males and females included, whoever's in that radiology room, but true professionals, you know, and once you start going in there and getting things done, like you just don't even think about it. You just go and um, do it. 
you're, you're in and out in less than a song because they have songs playing on the overhead. Yeah, in less so than a song. in less than a song, you're you're out. Um, the curious thing about that, the the treatment for the radiation that I had is I had to lay on a table, and then your breast kind of dangles through a hole in the table, if you will. Um, but then the other side, they make like this pillow that's specifically fitted for your other breast so that when you lay down, you're always in the same position. Um, and the other thing is I've ne I don't have any tattoos, but now I have like five or six tattoos because when you get radiation, they have to give you tattoos. They're just little black dots so that every time you come, you have to lay exactly the same way. And those dots help to line you up. Wow. So yeah. Who knew? So I, you don't until you go through it. Yeah. I think it, that's a good point. You, you don't know anything until you go through it, to, yes. until you to really go through it. And I've never even looked up information on breast cancer because I thought, well, it's not me because I don't have no history. I have no history. I've had children. I have regular right. health exams, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But and, there it was. And no family? Mm -mm. No, nothing. Wow, that's amazing. So, so you... All right, so but there's one thing about you, Wendy, in, in, in this situation as well as in normal life is, uh, from my impression of you, is that you compartmentalize things. And is, this is what I have to do in my, for my medical life. This is what I do for my professional life. This is what I do in my personal life. But, and you have kind of put the, uh, the breast cancer into the medical life. This is what I do for that. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's in, I put it in a box and we, Got rid of it now. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, you know, and I'm. Like I said, since it was stage zero, it was almost like having. I related to like having your tonsils removed. Like you have an issue with your tonsils, you get your tonsils removed. You're done with your tonsils, and you're moving on. Yeah, that's what I hope my story ends up being. Right, right. But I think what you, <laughs> what you did is what you're telling us though is really to, you have to have the mammograms. Yes, you have to have them because don't we, skip it, them. Don't skip them, but because every time. We catch it early. That's where you get the the best results. I mean, I mean that's a given. Yes. You know, the mammograms are lifesavers, and I and I wore my pink just for you today, you. and I wear my pink for all my friends and all the women out there who are watching to remember to get our mammograms. You know, I just had my my annual mammogram. Um, I mean, I'm in an age where I can get it every two years now. They tell me, mm -hmm. but my thing is like, no, we go every year. I had one biopsy, and that's that tells me no. I go every. I still go every year. You know. Right. Um, but when I was in my 30s. I lost a very good friend of mine who was also in her 30s mm -hmm. before there were mammograms, you know, if we, and before we were of the age to take, you know, the people were yelling at you to get a mammogram because had, we hadn't hit 40 yet, you know, and she uh, was a beautiful young woman and she lost her life to, I didn't even really know what breast cancer was at the time, you know, so you're talking 30 years ago. And so when I see my friends now who are survivors, and you included, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm in, I'm so happy, you know, that we have these tools, but we have to remember to use the tools. We Absolutely. have to remember yes. to use the tools. Yeah. And they said that there wasn't anything that I did that caused this. It's, right, exactly. It's not like I, you know, drink some certain drink or ingest something. It's just, it happens. Yeah, it does. It, it just happens. Mm -hmm. But so, uh, what's the, we're going to sign off in two seconds here. What's the one message you want to just remind the, the women out there? Take care of yourself. Go get your mammogram. Don't, um, don't let things fester. So you can handle things much better now if you take care of them in, in small increments while things are small. Good point, very good point. Thanks again for right, coming thank in, Wendy. You. And thank you very much for watching.